Hey, what's going on, SG Squared listener? Jason Banzoff here, producer for the Group Talk Network of Podcasts. We're going to be playing some former episodes to give you new content every single week. Some of these may be from the past couple of years, but they are still relevant today. You may hear something about COVID or some other things that may have gone at that time, so don't be worried. We did not go back in time. However, uh, these are going to be great episodes for you to listen to, so make sure you tune in to SG Squared every single week. Now on to the episode. Hello, and welcome to SG Squared. Steve Gladen, Global Small Groups Pastor at Saddleback Church, pulls from his 20-plus years of small group ministry experience to encourage and equip listeners to lead more effective small group ministry. Sit back, learn, and enjoy SG Squared with Steve Gladen. So Steve, our leadership learning today is on teamwork. Tee this up for us. No, I mean, teamwork is, I mean, I love teamwork. You know, I have three interview questions and one of them is, um, you know, did you play a team sport? And I'm not looking at that because I'm looking to launch some league or something like that. But teamwork is understanding I bring value to something. So when you play in any team sport, I don't care. Uh, my daughter did competitive cheer. My son did basketball. Uh, if, if any exposure, no matter how good or how bad you are, you when you're on a team, you understand there's a part that I bring that I've got to do with excellence. But at the same time, there's parts where, um, you know, I, I, I don't bring the best to it and I've got to, you know, help someone else out. And part of what you're doing is learning, you know, how do I uh, be exponential to other people by doing what I do best. And when you're talking about team teamwork is there's a, a number of great things that, that can, tr- can transpire with that. And so one of the things is, you know, and by the way, it doesn't mean if you didn't play a team sport, I wouldn't hire you. It's just, you know, I know there's a, a, a wheel, a little something that clicks with people when they've, when they've played a team sport, but there's many acrostics for team as you're doing that. But one of the things that before I get into that, you've always got to be thinking through who is my team? And uh, when I was the solo person uh, at Saddleback, when I came on staff, I was the only small group pastor uh, that was was tasked with focusing on that. And and part of what I had to understand is I had to build a team. They were all volunteers, but I had to build a team because I know that I would be better together with them. And so one of the things that you want to do is when you're thinking of teamwork is you want to say, how do I trust people? And part of trusting is, you know, uh, the longer you're together, the more you understand each other's idiosyncrasies, what they like, what they don't like. But the more you start to trust people and trust that God gave them a gift, then that's going to extend yourself. It's going to extend your reach. It's going to extend who you are and what God has called you to do at your at your church. And so what builds trust? Time. Just more time together, high, high communication. I just met with my team this morning before we jumped on this podcast, talked about, you know, how we stubbed our toe a little bit and how we got to step up the communication uh, and and kind of get into each other's worlds without, you know, being worried about each other. But it helps us build trust because no one on your team wakes up to say, how can I mess you up? Because the team is always trying to do things better together. Which leads me to the other thing, which is energy. When you build a great team, there's energy because when you are better together, you know, you may be feeling flat and they'll bring some energy or you're bringing energy when they're being flat or together you brainstorm and, you know, a new idea comes up. But there is a part of team where you get some, some energy. Affirmation is the A, you know, how are you building affirmation? And, and that's one of my biggest learnings as a, 
as a team lead is understanding that so often I'm just cranking out stuff and I'm moving at such a pace that I've got to consciously think through, okay, what's the affirmation? How can I give affirmation? Because I'm always thinking about task over people sometimes, and that's not healthy for teams. The other piece is uh, uh, management. And Peter Drucker just had a great line, you know, you can't manage what you don't measure. And in teamwork, people hate that because, you know, that that that's accountability. And we love to measure things because measuring things is people and people are souls and souls are what we're trying to get into the kingdom piece. But the quick acrostic on team that, you know, Derek's going, hey, burning time. But, you know, something else that goes with the, this whole leader learnings piece is in team, as you're thinking about teamwork, there's two H words I want to give to you. One is Hate and one is humility. And part of that is, is you hate gossip. You hate gossip with a passion. And Matthew 18, 15 through 17 is a verse that uh, we've got to burn into our consciousness with with each other because we have to know that, uh, you know, gossip tears the body down. And when you look at the list of sins that are listed in the New Testament, when gossip's present, it's always right there with murder, adultery, you know, you know, all kinds of little goofy things like that. So um, that that's the, the part you want to hate gossip. The other thing is you want to bring humility. Uh, part of teamwork is understanding that it's the team that you want to win. It's just not you that you want to see, you know, win. You know, don't worry about the credit. God sees what you do. And you don't have to worry about trying to, you know, boost yourself up. Cream always rises to the top. And when you do your job, God will make sure that you get the credit that you deserve with that. I, I love Philippians uh, 2, 3 through 4. I'm reading out the, uh, the new contemporary version. It says, when you do things, do not let selfishness or pride be your guide. Instead, be humble and give more honor to others than to yourselves. Do not be interested only in your own life, but be interested in the lives of others. And so teamwork is our learning, our leadership learning that we're just going to push through for each one of us. Build your team is the question you have to ask is, do I have a team and am I doing these things? So great. Thanks, Steve. On to our trending topic of the day. Um, Steve, you had previewed earlier that we're talking about stacking, and you said how you went to this Buffini company. How does stacking apply to small group point people today? Well, as much as I wanted to be stacking pancakes, because that's what I feel like right now, because I mean, I'm in the new year and I'm trying to work on health and it just sucks. Uh, what I wouldn't do for a stack of pancakes right now. You look slimmer though. Uh, you know, it's, you know, I, I wear back your clothes, but uh, <laughs> the, the thing I, I, I love about this is that they, what I, I love and I hate with this. So I, I was in this room with 500 people who were pumped about this whole process called stacking, which I'll define for you in just a second. Uh, but what I, what I hated was they were taking biblical concepts and they were applying it to make millions of dollars. And uh, not that millions of dollars isn't bad or tens of thousands or hundreds of thousands isn't bad. But the point is, is that so often in the church, we're not doing what they're doing uh, because, you know, we're slacking. And so, um, let me just, when they're talking about stacking, uh, it's a term that they're using just saying, 
in customer service, and so let me give you the churchy terms uh, that they were talking about so I don't cloud waters. Really what they're talking about, they're talking about customer service, they're talking about assimilation, and they're talking about follow-up. And in each one of these, they, they are they are broadcasting through what are the things that you stack on top of each other to do a high high grade A job of connecting with people and pulling them into your network. Uh, you know, we're, we're threading together in this whole thing, you know, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, teamwork and we, we talked about, you know, the power of aligning the, uh, the temple courts that, you know, in the Saddleback Scoop with the Class 101. And there's so much value in stacking because it helps lead people into a deeper relationship. And for us, it's a deeper relationship with Christ. It's a deeper relationship in what we want them to do and becoming the leader that they are. But they work through, and this is just no lie. I'm sitting there listening to this. I'm just like going, did you read Purpose Driven Church? Because they have these concentric circles and they're always trying to move different levels of care for the different levels of the concentric circles. And in small group life, we, you know, we're thinking through that in the stack standpoint of view is we have terms for uh, we have you know categories that we put our groups in we have a we have a p0 a p1 a p2 a p3 and a p4 and each one of those uh you know stand for uh different things you know uh, a group that's in the p0 they're just coming hot out of the campaign and that's what uh, we're going to have a bunch of those groups probably a thousand of those groups as we head into uh the earlier part of this year and in, in our campaign that we're doing on on dreams and open doors but they also have, you know, uh, then we have, you know, uh, a P1, a P2, a P3, and a P4 category. If you don't know what I'm talking about there, you can uh, kind of pick up um, uh, Chapter 14 and Small Groups with Purpose, and you kind of see how we define that and level that. But one of the things you have to understand in stacking is that one part of stacking is the, the person themselves, where are they moving through your concentric circles? And so in small group ministry, when you look at all the people that God, all the souls that God has put you in charge of, where are they moving in your concentric circles? How are you developing the people? We always say in the concentric circles, you just got to think developmentally. Think developmentally from being seeker to staff someday and how you are, are moving them. Then you got a part of where stacking comes in in its purest sense is what are some of the things you are you are stacking so you can get to know these people better so that they trust you so when you push them to try to take a step that they're not comfortable with they'll they'll do it so it builds their faith and so you know their opportunity to serve Christ uh, it just grows and magnifies and they develop uh, in this place. Uh, you know, it's so funny because they're very churchy terms. They they talk about uh, three areas in stacking: contact, community, and care. And again, let me translate for you. Uh, th these are not the words that they would have used, but they they are definitely words that we go through. But they they think in contact of you know, okay, how are we doing? Um, uh, mailings to them? How are we understanding uh, all the contact stuff that we need to know with them? We call this uh, hard, hard data in, in, in our context. This is, you know, you know when the group meets, you know what they're studying, and you know who's in the roster, you know the time they meet, the day they meet, uh, you know, uh, you know, all kinds of, you know, concrete data of where the group meets, who the group leader is, their and all their contact information. But they're they're just going through you gotta you gotta develop this contact list so you know who they are. And then they talk about um 
you know, developing the software. You, and you got to figure out uh, how do you do that? And you may be at a church and you go, I can't afford software. Uh, a little, just a quick shout out to my buddy Boyd Pelly and church teams, probably one of the most economical, uh, you know, softwares that are out there. But really, on Excel spread on an Excel spreadsheet, you can keep track. I mean, I did that until we had 1500 groups and then uh, we developed our own software at the time uh, way back in the uh, early 2000s. But, you know, you got to have some type of, uh, you know, way to, you know, collect the data and, you know, have it at, at your fingertips. But then also in the context, they talk about the soft contact stuff. And that that's the hard spot. You know, you want to know that, you know, Derek's married to Julie. They have a child named Azariah, just beautiful. You haven't been watching her on social <laughs> media. She's gorgeous. Uh, buy a shotgun, brother. Uh, well, well, why you can. Uh, and you probably can't do it in California. I'm thinking about it. But anyways, you know, you get my point. But you got to, you got to know what makes them tick and you know what what's julie's heartbeats and what's derek's heartbeat and and what does azariah love to do besides you know disney princesses which is you know i'm not sure if there is anything else but you got to know their birthdays you got to know their anniversaries you're, you're starting to know the soft contact of, of what makes them work up and so they're stacking all of these things to build in another area which is care and in care they're they're writing personal notes you're trying to say how do i stay in touch with this person in a day of of electronics, uh, where mail is, you know, not even thought of anymore, a, a personal note into people is a powerful tool. It doesn't have to be long. It just has to be caring. And so you can do personal notes, uh, visits. And I know I'm not talking about visiting their group, although if you wanted to visit someone's small group, I would encourage you to do it when they're doing a, an activity. Like, uh, you know, if it's Super Bowl, uh, you know, you can go visit a group when they're having a Super Bowl party. So they see you more in a party atmosphere. If it's Valentine's Day and they're doing a Valentine's party or if they're going to see a movie or something like that as a group, whatever fellowship side the group's doing in. Uh, if, if I were training a community leader to uh, coach them on how to build a relationship with the group leader, I would say, go, go on an activity point. But what I'm talking about, when they're talking about visits, obviously, they're thinking a little bit more one-on-one, -on -one, and they're talking about how can you pop, pop by their house and, you know, just give them a, a, a little bit of a, a, a gift just to say, thanks for doing it. Uh, thanks for, for doing it. I remember when, when I first came on staff, I sent these little boxes out and I had all this goofy stuff. This was probably uh, t over 20 years ago uh, that, uh, you know, I just sent, you know, goofy little things in, in there, uh, you know, like a thousand dollar bar that says, you know, you're, you mean a thousand dollars to me. And I would send them, you know, uh, you know, a little piece, a little glue stick and say, you know, you know, stick to something. I, you know, there, there are better things. I can't remember what I sent to them. Can you uh, send me a thousand dollar bar with a thousand dollars? I wish I could. Yeah, but uh, the point is, is that you bring up just a, a little something to them. doesn't cost a lot, but it just shows that you're thinking about them and, and that you care about them. And I dare to say, probably not too many of us drop by uh, our, our leaders and probably because we don't have the relationship with them. But hopefully if you build enough relationship with them, you can just swing by and say, hey, I'm in the neighborhood. Could I just swing by and drop something off to you? You'd never go in on a visit because then you're wrapped up in there. Stay on the front porch, and then you can always just say, you know, just let me pray with you. And then uh, sending little videos uh, that you care about them. Uh, the beautiful thing is you can say in goofy videos, you can say training videos, uh, you can say in videos, hey, I just thought of you, and here's a verse I wanted to do for you. But there's all kinds of care uh, that you can do. Uh, and part of what you're trying to figure out on this thing is you're always trying to discover who they are. 
you know, what makes them go? What are their hobbies? What's their family like? Uh, what do they like to do? What's impacted them lately? What's their life story? Uh, we talk a, a, about that in a number of different areas uh, through my books and through trainings uh, that we do. And then the last area they touch on is community. Um, and it's so funny because they literally talk about breaking bread together. Tell me they're not ripping off the Gospels. Wow. It, it's killing me. Uh, but they're saying, how do you break bread with people? And, you know, again, a meal with one of your leaders is going to go exponentially far. You want to you be able to do that. Or if you want to take it past the one-on-one, you can invite all your leaders over for some, we, we call them community huddles. We would say, you know, hey, gather all your group leaders just at one place and you can buy them pie, you can buy them coffee, you could do it a number of different things. But, you know, where breaking bread is like one-on-one, your family and their family, uh, this thing that they, they have a, a very secular term for it, but, you know, we, we call them community huddles, but were you to say it's, it's one to many group leaders is a part of that. And then the other part of community is how do you build with them in social media? Again, if I were a, if I, if I were a, we call them community leaders, but if you're a coach or if you're the small group pastor, I would put every one of my hosts in a Facebook group. I would use social media to my advantage. I'd use social media to be able to send pictures and videos and ideas. But the point is use technology to build community. Don't use technology to pepper them with your stuff. And so they, it's this, this whole part of stacking. It's common sense with some of us, but it, when you stack all the things in these three areas of contacts and care and community, you really start to see things happen. So uh, the Buffini company is doing amazing stuff on a secular way to make money. But what I just challenge you today is with this simple question. What are you stacking? If you're just stacking phone call upon phone call upon phone call, or let me take it one step worse. If your leaders are just feeling stacked by email and then email and then email and then email, spice is the variety of life. Not only what are you stacking, but are you stacking something that's redundant or too much? And this is where you want to go into touch points and how you can just touch your leaders and get to know them. So more on stacking much later, but uh, I, I digress and went way too long. That was great. I'm so glad you went to this Buffini Company uh, event. That's crazy how much biblical principles they're pulling from to lead their organization. Yeah, it is. Uh, it, it's fun. I read the bio on the the leader, Brian, and it's uh, actually got a little bit of a spiritual root. And actually, if I had to guess, I'm almost positive he's a follower of Christ because one of his sessions was on what we would call soul care. Wow. Uh, but it was, uh, it was amazing. So anyways, again, you can think about this and uh, by teaming up with them, and not that they would know me or I would know them, but but by teaming up, again, teamwork is also, you know, getting injections from other places. Insightful discussions today on teamwork and stacking. Steve, thanks so much for bringing that to us. And thank you to all of our listeners for joining us today. Uh, do you have an idea for us or a small group question that you would like us to address on a future podcast? If so, send us an email, Talk 
at smallgroupnetwork.com. That's group talk at smallgroupnetwork.com. Until next time, have an amazing week. You got to get that sexy voice in that group talk. Group talk. At saddlebacknetwork.com. <laughs> Saddleback? Did I say Saddleback? Small group Small network. network. <laughs> now I've screwed all the listeners up. <laughs> group talk at smallgroupnetwork.com. Yeah. That's it. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Steve Gladen on Small Groups. If you like what you've heard, make sure you subscribe to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. If you want to learn more, make sure you check out smallgroupnetwork.com for more resources.